Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's where we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Thursday episode of So You're Ready to Date. Can you believe that we are officially at the end of season three? If you haven't been following along, definitely go back and listen to the previous episodes. But today we're going to have a great time talking about our favorites from this season because there were so many really great moments and we dove into a lot of firsts and we tried some new things this season. So we're definitely going to share with you those highlights so that you can go back and catch those and listen to some of our top moments. This is your chance to kind of get the cliff's notes of what was really good this season. And then you go back and you're like, okay, I got to listen to that episode because now my interest is peaked as to I want to know more, right? <laughs> For sure. So, you know, Lisa and I were talking a little bit before this for all of you listeners out there, and we were talking about whether or not we needed to touch on the best moments. And we both agree our podcast is pretty awesome and you, our listeners, are pretty awesome. And so there is no way to go wrong with some of these top moments. But I think for me, I'm going to start out with the fact that this was the first time we had a guest on. And I think that was really fun to get somebody else's perspective to come in and talk about what it was like to get back out into the dating world and hear somebody else's story because we get caught up in what we talk about. And I think sometimes we get on the same page and the same wavelength and we think a lot of the the same thoughts and there's so many different perspectives out there and so many different things that work for different people. So it was really fun to, to have our first guest on this season. Yes, I agree. And I think while Beth Ann didn't have like anything way off the path of what we already kind of agree with and talk about, like you said, she had a different perspective coming into talking about dating specifically after divorce, that kind of sphere. But I think what was really the best highlight was that she had so many awesome tips for talking to people in the real world outside of like dating or anything like that. It's just her energy of how to approach people in the wild, so to speak, was I think super beneficial because she's almost like a subject matter expert on that. And I took away so many things from that particular episode of like, I got to try that just, you know, once spreading a little bit of a sunshine, a little smile to somebody. And for me, that was a really positive, almost transformative episode because I'm like, oh, I can take some of the expectations off of my interactions with people and really start to just enjoy interacting with people. I love it. And I think I also took a lot of expectations away from her thing. And I think one of the favorite things that I took away from hers was to bring back up the who's going to be my best friend, who's going to be my new best friend, and to make that into a game when I go somewhere. And even when I am someplace, and I am choosing not to be that forthright bubbly person, I still am thinking in my head, who's going to be my new best friend, and it just changes the energy that you were there. We went out last weekend and we were playing pool and the people next to us at the pool table were having an awful lot of fun. And I really didn't want to make a whole night of it and get lost in all of that. So I didn't make them my best friend. But we walked out of there afterwards. And I looked at Damon and I said, Oh, if I was in the mood, those would have been my new best friends. (laughs) I said to him, he looked at me, he was like, I am so glad you were not in the mood tonight. (laughs) 
were having a lot of fun and we would have had a lot of fun too, but it was a little bit over the top energy wise compared to where we were at at that moment. <laughs> and I, that's a very good point to make. You're like, okay, I got to gauge. Do I have the time space capacity to make these my new best friends? Or am I just being like, hey, I'm aware of this next time when I'm feeling up for it. Better watch out because you're all my new best friends now. <laughs> Exactly. But I've also had some really great interactions with people when I haven't been thinking about it. And then all of a sudden said, wait a minute, I need a new best friend and been able to strike up some conversations in places that were otherwise almost awkwardly silent. And you're just staring at each other and you don't know what to say. And it's put a smile on your face and make a new best friend. So I will say that was probably my biggest highlight and takeaway from her episode. You know, thinking back about it now, I'm like, it makes going to spaces by myself slightly less scary. And I hadn't really thought about that until the episode where I'm like, oh, I can go someplace new by myself and just look for my next best friend. That's all there is to it. So I'll just walk into these spaces and make these people my new best friend. I can do this. No big deal. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it just gave it a much easier way to push that out of your comfort zone and a different perspective on talking to people that you don't know yet. Everybody is who you don't know yet. Not that you don't know them, that you don't know them yet. Right. So if you have other people you would like to hear us talk to who might be a subject matter expert on something else, maybe you don't know a name, but you're like, hey, I would like to hear more on this. Please let us know. We'll give you the email address will be in the show notes, but that's something we want to hear from you as well. If there are guests that you would like to have on or people you would like to hear from, we would love to do more interviews. That was a lot of fun. And like Angie said, bringing in that outsider or a different perspective to help us broaden what we talk about, we are always open to that as well. Certainly spam us with any ideas that you have on what you would like for us to bring to the show. We are here to make this enjoyable, informative, and helpful for you in your dating life. And so the next point that I found helpful, enjoyable, and hopefully helpful to you in your dating life as well, the episode when we were talking about sex and intimacy mm. and talking about ways to be more vulnerable in that space so that you can expand your enjoyment and pleasure because who doesn't want more pleasure and more intimacy in their relationships? Yeah, that made my list of kind of our top moments. It was almost like a twofer because we did an episode about vulnerability. And we also did an episode about sex, but they are very much a two-parter. You, know? you listen to one and talking about vulnerability and it really feeds into the other when we're talking about sex and intimacy and that physical aspect of it. And this beauty of in all aspects, communication is always going to be that bridge. It's always going to be that connector so that you can have a, a deeper understanding of that person so that you feel connected in a way that makes you want to be intimate, that makes you want to have sex with them, or makes you want to ask the questions, dive deeper and listen to get to know this person that you're in a relationship with. Absolutely. And there were some really great tips. And while the tips may not be my favorite things to do. I think some of them were my favorite moments because it was a good reminder, not just for everyone else out there, but also takeaways for myself when we started talking about how to build intimacy and loving ourselves and loving our bodies and how that can bridge so many gaps in our relationship and how we can have an expanded capacity for others to love us by loving ourselves more when we were talking about that intimacy. 
it's always one of those like here's where like the rubber meets the road here's the hard work of oof yeah i got to start loving myself not that somebody else can't love you if you don't love yourself but you're with yourself all the time you're really the only one you're going to have a relationship with your entire life so how can you create and foster that love so that when somebody else tells you hey i love you for x y and z you're like yeah of course you do and don't have to deflect and be like oh no 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 No, you're lovable for a myriad of reasons. And let those people tell you that confidence in your relationship. And we talked about trust too, and trusting your partner and trusting what they tell you and trusting what they say. And it's really hard to trust when somebody tells you that you are beautiful, if you are gorgeous, if you are a loving partner, it is really hard to trust that somebody means what they say, if you don't actually believe that about yourself. So I think those are such key is like a lot of times when we're talking about the relationships and we go back into this work on ourselves and not even what we're bringing to the other person, but what we're bringing to the relationship by loving, caring and nurturing ourselves and building that relationship with ourselves makes us a better partner in a relationship and makes those relationships happen and appear much more easily. So I think that those are some really key moments whenever we talk about them. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of something you just said, because that led into one of my favorite moments of the season was that trust aspect. And we did an episode about intuition and trusting your gut. So not only learning to like trust that other person, but learning to build that trust within yourself that are you getting a red flag? Are you getting that, you know, warning (laughs) in our gut that something's not right? Or is it more of that flutter where like, oh, I think this might be something good. (laughs) So really learning to trust our inner knowledge and letting it guide us, knowing that it's not ever going to guide us in a place that we shouldn't be in, but trusting that we know best for ourselves and letting ourselves take steps in dating and relationships and whatever it might be to bring more trust to that little inner voice that we may be ignoring. Oh, I love that. Trusting, trusting ourselves enough to know that we are not broken and that we can trust ourselves to enter into a relationship that's right for us, whether we've been hurt in the past, or even when somebody tries to talk us into a relationship saying, well, just give it a chance. And your gut knows that it's not the right relationship. So that trust aspect, and that was, I agree, one of the best highlights of the season when you're talking about that, because it's so important that we trust ourselves. I think too often, and we, I think we talked about it a lot in the episode where we learn to like ignore the voice because we feel like, well, I got to be nice, especially as women, we have to be the people pleaser. I don't want to offend anybody, but really letting that voice be a little bit louder. I mean, like, nope, this maybe isn't the right thing for me and bless and release, let them move on and do their thing. And then it frees you up to hopefully draw in a relationship and the people who are truly meant to be in your space. And there's such a balancing act with that because you want to trust yourself and you want to trust your gut, but you want to not overthink things and talk yourself into something and out of something. And so I think we dive into that pretty deeply too and how you can trust yourself, but get out of your own head and let things naturally happen in the way that they're supposed to when they feel right, rather than trying to convince yourself that it is wrong. Just because I like somebody, it means that they have to be wrong because I don't have good judgment because that's not true. And our intuition is never going to lead us in the wrong direction when we get silent and and learn to listen to that voice. Ah, yes. But it also means drowning out so many other voices sometimes that... (laughs) 
is that that voice or is that just what I want to hear? Hey, it, maybe it's just what you want to hear. Does it matter? <laughs> like it was with the self-love. It's all muscles that we're learning to work, right? All these new skills that we're learning to practice and giving ourselves permission to be messy with it. I think sometimes as we practice getting better at trusting, at listening, at loving, and knowing that hard work is going to pay off and it's always progress, not perfection. And talking about that trust, the other the other thing that we de- dove into this season that was a little bit new was to help out some of those people with those long distance relationships that we hadn't previously touched on. And I think we had some really great and fun ideas there for how long distance relationships can work and how we can trust our partners in those long distance relationships. But I really like some of the date ideas that we had while they were virtual, there are some aspects that that we can bring into our own life and we can take that in and keep those things going in our relationship just to have some fun and to mix things up. So whether it's long distance relationship or not, there were some really practical tips and ideas in there that anybody can use. Well, because we're always trying to find that not necessarily out of the box, but keeping things fresh. We've kind of touched on that in several episodes throughout the three seasons, but it is about, you know, just because it's typically an idea for long distance does not mean that it can't work for people who are across town (laughs) because we all have schedules that maybe don't always work to meet. And using the technology we have at hand, while we may curse it sometimes, technology is really advanced to a point where we can have and stay connected connected with people in a way that we couldn't like five years ago, even. So using what we have to hand to really keep that trust, keep that connection and that closeness, even if we're physically separated by like thousands of miles or even a couple hundred miles, whatever it might be. And so I think that's, that's just really great. And some of them too, we were talking about, I think in that episode, we talked about virtual museum visits and some of those other virtual options that really became prevalent during COVID, but are still relevant at this point in time, because now that they're here, they're not going anywhere. Even if you wanted to have a night in and have it be a date night and being able to take those virtual dates while you're sitting together, you don't even have to be apart to use some of them. So I really like that. And it brought up some fresh ideas on things that you can do from the comfort of your house if there's 16 inches of snow on the ground or... (laughs) I was just going to say that because we live in South Dakota and we still have so much snow on the ground and it's not going anywhere anytime soon, it can work for those situations where you can't maybe physically get out of the house or the weather or for whatever reason is just not promoting (laughs) the ability to get out and do the stuff you want using a virtual date where you can be cuddled up under the blanket, nice cup of tea, (laughs) comfy PJs and still enjoy whatever it is you want to enjoy. And so then we got back into being close together and talking about building those relationships. Nobody likes to disagree and nobody likes to have discontentment in their relationship. But when we do have disagreement and conflict comes up, we had an episode a couple weeks ago where we were talking about fighting fair. And one of the key points and one of the favorite things was the reminder to remove the words always and never from your language. I don't want to to name names, but my neighbors the other day had a disagreement that could be heard through the walls. And as they were fighting, 
I heard over and over again, always and never. You always do this and you never do that. And it really made me appreciate the episode that we did on fighting fair and how to have an amicable disagreement and be able to come to a resolution, keeping somebody else's defenses as low as possible so that you can actually have a discussion instead of somebody who is just listening to respond and putting defenses up and fighting back. I think it was also that ability to have those difficult conversations. We will never stop talking about difficult conversations. It's almost going to be a running theme, at least at some point (laughs) in one episode or more of the podcast is this idea that we have to stop avoiding having these conversations because it came up a couple of times in that episode about waiting until like the pot boils over or the everything that's been swept under the rug is tripping everybody. So having these conversations as close to when it happens so that we're only discussing this particular grievance, this particular episode, whatever it happens to be, and not bringing in anything and everything that potentially could have upset either one of us. And finding that way to always be respectful to that other person, because disagreement, like Angie said, is always going to be a part of a relationship. How you handle that disagreement, I think, shows, I don't want to say like the level of maturity, but how you can communicate with each other taking this time to be like, we need to talk about this particular incident. This is how it made me feel. And finding that respect so that you can have these conversations, deal with it so that it's no longer making anybody upset so you can move on and continue to have hopefully a very happy and productive relationship. Exactly. And while we were talking about that, I learned something completely new to me this season. Lisa, thank you for bringing it to me. Love languages are all out there, but I had never heard of anger languages before. And so going on the fighting fair, being able to learn new information and absorb new information and really digging into what our anger languages are and what our love languages are so that we can open that door and allow for love to come to us, but also to be able to give love and support to our partners when there are some disagreements happening. Because even if we're unhappy with our partner in the moment because of something that had come up or happened in our relationship does not mean that we don't want to love and support them through this process and be able to come. So that for me was really fun to dive into something that I had never given any thought to or heard of in the past. Like you said, love languages, you could throw a rock and hit somebody talking about your love languages. I get it. It's way more romantic. It's way more fun to talk about the ways that we want to show and receive love. But again, we can't discount that we have this myriad of emotions. And, you know, anger, I think you mentioned, is kind of like that. It's not the real emotion. There's something behind the anger. That's just what easily shows up. But to be able to say, oh, this is typically what happens when they get angry. Okay, this is how we can have this conversation so that, again, we have respectful communication when things maybe aren't all love and light. And a lot of times at the beginning of a relationship, everything is all love and light. But when you start to get into longer term relationships, when you make it past some of those critical points and you start to get more comfortable and things start getting normal and some of those butterflies start to go away and you start living life and figuring out how that relationship is going to work. A lot of these things are really important to the success long term in a relationship. 
So really it's thinking about all of this as like creating this toolbox, right? So we're opening up this toolbox. We're okay, we've got space for love languages, for anger languages, how to fight fair, how to keep things spicy. So using the podcast really as building your toolkit so that you have a more enjoyable dating relationship experience and hopefully learning something along the way. Learning something along the way too. Again, there was a lot of new concepts that I had touched on or thought about, but had switched perspective and looked at them from a new lens during this season, which was really awesome too. And one of them, uh, another one of those for me was the what's in it for me episode. When we started talking about, we live in a place where the cost of living is affordable, right? We live in a place that has a fairly low cost of living, but the trying it dates and for people going out on these dates that aren't going anywhere and kind of talking about, okay, how do we have those smaller first date, second date so that we can dip our toes in and see if this is going someplace and somewhere that no matter which side of the fence you're on here, it's something that you want to invest time and energy into because it's somebody that you want to get to know. Yeah, I think it was this idea of just because somebody's asked you on a date does not mean you have to say yes. And this idea of why are you not dating people that you even just at the hint of it <laughs> kind of like, because <laughs> it was this feeling of they look good or they asked me, so I have to say yes. No, you don't. But dating people who actually interest you, who actually like you. And yeah, that first date can be a coffee date if that's a hard no for you. Okay, figure out another way to get to know people. But dating with this objective of I have to know what's in it for me. I have to know that I get a return on investment for a $5 cup a coffee or a $20, <laughs> whatever it might be, or a $100 dinner, switching your perspective so that maybe you're not dating to see what I get out of it, but dating to see how many new people can I meet? Am I going to meet somebody who might potentially not be a love interest, but maybe a friendship develops? So switching how you view dating to stop being this zero sum game of a, it's either going to be love or not. I guess you could do it that way, but maybe expanding it so that it's less about what's in it for me and what can I expect experience instead, maybe. Yes, I thought that was just a really interesting concept. Because again, living somewhere where the cost of living is a little bit lower, it's a little bit more reasonable to go out on some of those dates. But then why are you going out on the date? And what are they getting out of it? What am I bringing to the table? What are they bringing to the table? And is there that mutual attraction or that mutual desire to even get to know someone, whether or not it's going anywhere, whether or not you're going to be friends? And are they going to be your new best friend for the night? Exactly. Well, and since we're talking about dating, I will always love our episodes where we have couple focused holidays and we talk about how to navigate them single because I've navigated them single more than couple more times than I can count. And so Valentine's Day was another one of those. How do we switch our perspective from maybe feeling in this space of comparison because we're not in this dream relationship or maybe our relationship has gotten stale, but how can we celebrate maybe a holiday in a way that feels good to us as opposed to thinking it has to look one particular way just because it's Valentine's Day? Do you want to hear my Valentine's Day dad joke? Yes. Who always has a date on Valentine's Day? Who? The calendar. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Love a good dad joke. <laughs> 
that just means that we have all at some point in our lives experienced Valentine's Day single. So that was a really great episode as we talk about how to navigate it single and be joyful about it, be okay with it and know that it is just another day on the calendar. Right. And we also briefly touched on like the newish relationships and like the more established relationships. Had another conversation with the guy I've been dating, like, you know, Valentine's Day is next week and I'm stumbling over my words and he's just giving me this look like, I'm going to see where this is going because <laughs> I'm feeling like you're going to put your foot right in it. So. <laughs> Do we have like a confirmed what we're doing on Valentine's Day? Absolutely not. So that's, <laughs> it's driving my type A personality a little bit crazy right now, but we're taking it as it comes, right? <laughs> We're stepping back. He's got some ideas. I'm not sure what's going on. But again, talking about what are your expectations for this day if you're in a newish relationship, if you're in an established relationship? Because again, as much as we might like it, sometimes our significant others are not mind readers. So we sometimes need to communicate what we want and what we expect. Because I hope you don't want your person to fail. I think that's where it comes from for me. I'm like this expectation that they're just supposed to know. And then if they don't, it's this big failure. I'm like, but I want you to be successful at making me happy. So I'm going to tell you what is going to make me happy. So hopefully you're listening. <laughs> yes, yes, all of that. So all in all, I think we have had a really awesome season with a lot of really great tips and tricks. We've had some fun along the way. We've done some interesting twists and turns. So pick and choose whatever it is that you want to listen to. But I think you should listen to all the episodes. And as always, so you're ready to date at gmail.com. We want your questions. We want your ideas. We want your suggestions for guests you want to see. Anything and everything under the dating relationship-ish sun. <laughs> Maybe there was something in this season that you're like, ooh, I need some more of. Please let us know because obviously we want these episodes to mean something to you and to give you the information that you're looking for. So drop us a line. The email will be in the show notes. Make sure you hit us up. And with that, we will be back in two weeks with a brand new season and a brand new set of topics. So again, email us. So you're ready to date at gmail.com and we will see you in a couple of weeks.